This is BTS with CTV. Behind the scenes, behind the stories, we bring you from the CTV Vancouver newsroom. My name is Penny Daflos, and I'll be your guide behind the curtain, which takes us to the anchor desk this week, where I'm getting the inside scoop from Mike Colleen and Tamara Taggart on their turf. They're the most recognizable journalists on CTV Vancouver, but you may not realize they're also two of our best improvisers when live TV gets very lively. Mike and Tamara, thank you so much for joining me for the inaugural BTS podcast. Oh, yeah. My pleasure. Totally, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And this is part of why I chose you guys, because you're not just the most recognizable, but you're the two of the funnest people, but also two of the best tap dancers, because while a lot of what you do is scripted, and I think people assume that your job is just reading off a teleprompter, there's a lot of unscripted stuff that happens, because things go wrong all the time, don't they? I don't know if they go wrong, but yeah, they just sort of happen. Um, I mean, just after we started doing this job, we had the Stanley Cup riot. Yes. Remember? Okay, mm-hmm. so... How could I forget? Yeah. We didn't know what was going to happen, and we all know now what, what happened. We've seen smashed windows throughout the downtown core. We have seen uh, looting, violence at the Hudson's Bay building, and a whole lot of cars set on fire. It actually happened during the newscast. Mm-hmm. So we had to change gears pretty quickly. I ended up coming back here. Well, the interesting thing about that story is that the game before, I was on location. And I remember Sinjin was reporting from there, and I felt super unsafe. And I never feel unsafe doing this job, but there was something in the air that felt wrong. And I came back to work, and uh, I knew I was going on location again for the next game, the final game. And I said... I've never said this before, but I don't feel safe going. And they said, we'll send Mike. Send the boy. (laughs) There is a difference, though. There is a difference. Absolutely. And your spider sense was right. And so I stayed here, and I didn't want to. I wanted to be out there. I I love being out on location. But there was something weird about it. And uh, so I stayed here. Mike went out. And by the time he got back here, that first car was on fire. I'm just going to, I'm not correcting you, but just a slight... No, I think you are correcting me right now. Okay, let me, <laughs> let me correct you. So, you're right, uh, all hell broke loose, but when one of the first flash bangs went off, mm. that's when the I was on the phone with our boss and at the time, and she said, get back here right away. And the decision was made to go on the air, and we stayed on the air till after midnight, I yeah. think, if I recall. It's gone from the Hudson's Bay to London Drugs, and now uh, this group of people have moved to the Sears building. The unruly crowd, not uh, discriminating tonight. They're taking their violence and their uh, shameful behavior uh, throughout the city. And so what was that like then? Because it was such a fluid situation. I was on the ground that night, and we didn't even know where the mobs were going and everything else. But here in the studio... I mean, people don't often see your perspective, but you're sitting here, all you see is lights, you can barely see the camera, you're kind of isolated. How do you do that? Well, it it was interesting that night. As Mike said, we were brand new to the job. We had so many reporters out, we had people out. And so it was just, we were were going where the story was. Rob Brown was out, you know, in the streets. We'd go to Rob, we'd go to the chopper, we'd go to uh, other reporters that were out and about. And that, it just told the story. So really, you're you're kind of like the MC. Yeah. I mean, to use a hockey metaphor, you kind of follow the puck, right? So we're kind of following things as the viewers are watching the stuff. We have a bit of a 
a heads up as to what's coming next, thanks to the people in the control room, because they're they're saying we got to go here, we got to go there, and you just, as you say, you tap dance and you try to figure it out as you go. And I mean, we were watching the story unfold yeah. as was everybody else in the city. Do you think the fact that you have spent so much time out doing live TV, like I'm just thinking, how many weather remotes mm. did you do? You must have done hundreds, Mike, with the Olympics alone. That was probably 100 live hits on that. Do you think that that helps on the anchor desk then be more agile because you know what it's like being out there as things are happening? 100%. I mean, before I, I did the weather for 10 years. I mean, I nothing is scripted with the weather. Mm. Nothing. There's no teleprompter. There's no, there's nothing. So you have to tell a different story every night mm. and not have a script. So it was the best, that's the best for ad living. And before, prior to that, I did, I did, um, our morning show and I never had a script because all it was was on location. So for sure, reading a prompter was the weirdest thing for me coming to this job. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I think I started in radio and I think that helped as well because a lot of that is unscripted and there's no teleprompter obviously. So I think that helps, but you're right. It's, it, it's, um, you, as you go through your career, I think you get more, you get more comfortable with the, the off the cuff, the live stuff that, uh, is, different than what we typically do on on any given night. So then on a given night, I mean, everything is very controlled. The lighting is is perfect. Everything's very scripted. You're expecting something to, everything to go a certain way, and generally it does, but there are technical issues. There are little things. How do you handle, even like when you're, when the adrenaline's not pumping in a Stanley Cup ride situation, how do you handle those little things and you make it look flawless? Like people don't even know when the prompter goes down and I'm looking at that thing and it's stuck and nobody can tell because you guys are just doing your thing. Don't you remember that time we, we were new to the job and (laughs) we were, I don't know, 35, 40 minutes into the show and the entire computer program that crashed. runs everything crashed. And there was nothing. There were no stories, no words, no nothing. And we had 20 minutes to fill. And and it was so awesome. It was... It was... <laughs> because describe I, it that way. <laughs> but do you know what I mean? Because Mike and I can't control the technical stuff. Mm. We're, we're not in control of any of that. We're only in control of what comes out of our mouth. Yeah. Other than that, we're not in control of much. And so... It, it was like, guys, we have nothing. The server's down. And Mike and I, I remember we were in a commercial, and then we were like, okay, well then, this will be fun. They could play the commercials. They just couldn't play anything from our from yeah. the, the news. Yeah, so. so we but could pay our bills, but we couldn't. We, uh, exactly. Well, <laughs> what we did was we, we, did it. we put on our tap shoes again. Um, we had the sports person come in and just sort of tell us what was going on. We mm-hmm. had our weather person tell us what was going on, and we kind of made it all the way to the end of the show. We somehow made it to the end of the show. It's only happened once. Knock on wood. Knock on wood. Knock on the anchor desk right now. Exactly. But I think that it's, you know, I never want to feel complacent. It's it's Mm -hmm. my biggest fear. And um, sometimes if you you don't have things that kind of unsettle you and keep you on your toes, Uh then you become complacent. And so it's... You know, the other day, a camera, we, we have these robotic cameras now, and sometimes they move, and you're on air, and it's, you can't help but, <laughs> you can't help but have a little bit of fun with it, because you can't control it. No, no, no. and it's good for the, uh, the blooper tape as well. Last night, we had a camera go kind of wonky, and the floor director was um, scrambling over to try to hit the emergency stop button while 
well, it was while you were reading the intro, uh, mm-hmm. and fortunately, he didn't get to the button in time, but you just have to stay... But that was more distracting was than distra- if the camera would have just, like, <laughs> hit me. <laughs> or if it just continued behind you, yeah. Yeah, you know, exactly, yeah. exactly. But the teleprompter thing is... We have scripts on the desk, and there's a reason for that because mm-hmm. if the prompter does go down, you have to you have to be in lockstep with the, where you're at. In the show. But you also have to remember that when we do go out on location, there is no teleprompter. Right. Mm-hmm. right. So even if you're introing stories, and you know you you have a choice, you can memorize an intro, you can ad lib an intro. That's all you have. So yeah. you don't have a prompter to fall back on. And we do that quite often. I'm thinking the uh, John Davidson, um, the day that Constable John Davidson was shot, you were out there, Mike, we were both freezing, freezing and yeah. uh, Mike just had a couple pieces of paper and uh, that was, but I got to say, the day that most impressed me just as a young journalist uh, was years ago, the Kelowna wildfires were raging. Mike, I don't think you were even the weekend anchor. I think you were just filling in that day. And this was back, uh, Tamara will remember, we had tapes. And now everything's digital, but I was in charge of making sure all the big yellow tapes that we were running for the newscast were in order on the cart. We ended up using three of those tapes, one with uh, video footage we basically got. It's kind of like a video fax line we got from Kelowna, a map, and then some phoner boards. And then this guy over here for an hour just filled the show with phoners and recap. Like, I don't even know... How you did that, no commercials, no nothing for an hour by yourself. Oh, that was the one from here in the studio. Yes. That's right. Yes. That's right, yeah. Well, what we do, we, you, you, you tap dance and you have a team. How many times have you heard me say this? It's the ultimate team sport, this TV news thing. Mm-hmm. So you get people on the phone. So, you know, some of the some of my colleagues that day were, you know, phoning people in the affected area. Get, put them on the air. Do that. Do anything to try to keep it, to mm-hmm. try to keep the story going. Because that day, and I, I remember it clearly, it was a very explosive uh, situation and, and we, there, we, we had to stay on it so yeah but I think uh, people don't realize when they're watching that it's not it's not just the two of us right. mm-hmm. it's there are so many people in a day that put together the hour of news and when something is breaking and something big is happening there are people scrambling like when we do an election show you know how many people are involved I mean there's Dozens and dozens and dozens, and then upstairs there's even more, and you know, getting in all the results. And we are just the we put it out there. We have an earpiece in our ear, people are talking to us constantly. Not when we're doing a regular newscast, they're not, but when we're doing a live situation like a, an election show or the Stanley Cup riot. So we're constantly being fed information, and then we choose to the best of our ability when to output that information. I think that's the advantage of having a, a two-anchor show, whether you're doing just the regular newscast or whether it's breaking news, because the director typically can talk to one of you while the other is doing something else, right? Mm-hmm. If you're if you're ad-libbing, if you're live, the director can say to me, uh, okay, after she's finished, we're going to go here, I hope, you know, and then you, you kind of ping-pong off each other. So I think that I think that helps in trying to mm-hmm. uh, keep the story. And going. when you do have that, it's important. I mean, I trust Mike so much. and Nice. No, that's, this is the part where you say, and I trust her so much. And I trust Tamara. So. <laughs> no, but we have this. Yeah, I know. Com- they're totally comfortable. Yeah, mm-hmm. I know when he's no, going to right. talk. He knows when I'm going to talk. He, If I'm talking... 
you know, and um, he's being told something, he may jot it down on paper and then just tap with his fingers so that I can look down and see something. You know what I mean? Like, we have our little signals to each other. But most of the time, we I just know. And I know that I'm. he's never going to leave me hanging and I'll never leave him hanging. And so there's this unwritten sort of, you know... There's a kind of a cut somewhere say a code but we have our own little yeah we have our own secret language almost right yeah and it's it's i feel pointing you know the the audience the viewer doesn't see any of that right i i didn't know that either actually and i sit just across from where you guys are doing your show (laughs) but it's you know smack me sometimes (laughs) sometimes i smack them and um the procession and funeral service for uh constable davidson it was the same thing we didn't know anything but i mike knows so much more about that world than i do and so I, I'm not afraid to let him. There's no competition either, right? He, there's nobody keeping track of who's talking more, who's no. saying more. I, I know where Mike's strengths are, and he knows where mine are. And so it's easy for us to just sort of. Yeah, and but in, in that situation, he, one of your strengths is being able to ask the questions of our experts and others that that people might be asking. You know, they 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 might not know what that's all about. So you're you. That's one of your strengths. There's a lot of very young children that are there with their parents. I'm not talking about, you know, some of the high school students that that we've interviewed and and young adults, but really young kids. And they're going to have questions. Mm -hmm. My daughter's watching this on your channel right now, and uh, she's going to have questions with Daddy when he gets home. And I'm glad you brought up guests because clearly you guys have a chemistry and you're able to kind of keep the ball in the air. The game's going constantly between the two of you because you've done this for so long. You're you're perfect dance partners. But when we do have the uh, Constable John Davidson funeral procession, when we do have an election, you're counting on other people that you may not know at all. You may only see them every few years. How important is it to have the chemistry with them to be able to to make that broadcast sparkle so it's not just what do you think of this? Because it really does have a personality. I think it's it's essential. It can maybe not make or break the broadcast, but I'm thinking of the the royal visit when we were in Victoria, mm. when Prince William and um, Kate. I forget her name. <laughs> wow. William and Catherine, Kate. Thank Catherine. you. Yes, Catherine, the Duchess of Cambridge. Yeah. Yes. Anyway, um, but the the expert that we had on for that broadcast was so he was good. amazing. To the left of your screen. All the media, the international media, just scrambling as they walk by. You know, anybody who says that this is too expensive and we shouldn't be spending money uh, is is missing the point. I mean, this is this is the best two and a half million dollar commercial we can put around the world. All I'm doing right now, Keith, is watching to see if somebody puts their hand out first. <laughs> well, what, now that I know the violation protocol, of protocol, right? It was so important. Uh, for him to be there to to explain I stuff can't that we ever, had no idea. I yeah. can't ever think of us having a guest that we we didn't gel with. No, no. You know, like for a big show. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, we had Cash Heat here for the for the procession, yeah, yeah. He and he was terrific. great. He was he was amazing. So I give that credit to our producers mm-hmm. because they're the ones that find us the guests. They're the ones that, and a lot of times we have discussions. Who do you think would be good for the election show? What's your dream team? And then we come up with a list of names, and then we go out and get them. And it, sometimes it doesn't work out. Most of the time it does work out. Sometimes somebody throws a name out there that we're like, wow, I never even thought of that. That's a great idea. And I think it makes or break it. I, 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 I really do. Yeah. 
and some of our election shows, I mean, we had a situation, not the last provincial election, but the, um, the one in 2012, am I right? No. What are, I lose track of all these things. Anyway, two provincial elections ago, we had a, a pollster that many people know called Mario Canseco on, and you may recall that the pollsters kind of got it wrong. Oh, they got it really wrong. Yeah, so it was, but to have him here, not just as our, one of our analysts, but as one of those pollsters. Yeah. Made a big difference in the broadcast, I think, because we were able to sort of dissect where, where mm-hmm. they had all been coming from. So My strategy with a guest, especially if I don't know them, is I treat everybody the same. And I treat everybody like they're my good friend. I, I just do. Even if I'm out in the field and I'm interviewing somebody, I treat them like they're my friend. And, and then, you know, and I get them comfortable. And then I, it doesn't stop me from going in for the kill when I need to. Uh, if that's what I'm trying to do. But I just find that if I can, you know, be friendly off the top, and then usually if we're doing something at the desk, it's friendly anyways. Mm -hmm. Um, But that's one of your strengths. You're very disarming. And I say this in a... a, a, You're you're very disarming because mm -hmm. people sometimes don't know what to expect of you. They they know who you are. They've they've watched you for years. But you have this ability to... uh, charm them, if you will, and lighten them up and make them feel comfortable because of some of the things you say. And some of it can be, you know, maybe yeah. a little uh, I, risque sometimes. Yes, you, you just, I, I do. I, that's, you that's, make them feel comfortable. That's what I do. Yeah. And um, and I'm Mike and I have very different ways of speaking to people when they arrive. Like polar opposite. <laughs> we are polar opposite in that way. So I, I don't know. It works for us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so. I'm curious now. I'm like, how do you greet people then? Well, I'm just way, I'm way more formal. And, <laughs> he is. Know, he is yeah. way more formal. Yeah, like it's, for I, sure. Probably from the reporting days. You know, when you go and meet people. And I'm not days. formal at all. I no. mean, you know that about me. I'm not a formal person at all. Yeah. I don't call anybody by their title. She'll just uh, she'll start talking to people when we go out for lunch or whatever. She'll just start talking to the person in the front of the you know in front of us in line. Just you know. So what's going on? You just you just that applies here as well. Yeah, it does, yeah. for sure. I, I have lots of stories. <laughs> <laughs> well, so what I'm dying to know is you guys have, I mean, you, you talked about when you were uh, new anchors to this and still getting used to this job and each other and stuff, but you've been doing this for a while now. Do you ever get nervous when you got to go unscripted, when there is big breaking news? I'm thinking the port fire. I'm thinking big stuff that just we didn't know what was going to happen. Do you ever get nervous? No. Uh, not. I don't get nervous. I think it's more... Alive, I feel alive, mm-hmm. not nervous. Yeah, not the butterflies in the stomach, not that kind of thing. It's more anticipatory and more, you know, the, the excited yeah. or a lot. Like alive is the best way to describe it because it makes me, you know, that's when live television is amazing. When when you're just doing the status quo and reading the prompter and throwing to great news stories that we do every single night, it's great. And I love my job, and I know Mike loves it. Mm-hmm. But when when something throws it off track or when, you know, you've got to go to a live situation, then then you get to, you know, then you get to really do your job and it makes you feel electric. I I get a little, I was going to say nervous, I get a little scared of things like um, the Remembrance Day broadcast where Mm. it's over and you know you have to fill a certain amount of time. It's not like having your servers and your computers crash by any stretch, but... You, you often don't know exactly how much time you're going to have to fill. And 
with limited resources, sometimes you just have to kind of wing it and hope that you can make it till the end of the time that you're supposed to be on the Yeah, air. that, that, that happened with the, with yeah, the, that, the Davidson. Davidson, yes. right? Is it, are we going to run out of stuff to say eventually? And it's never, it's never happened, right? It's like, are you going to have enough news to fill the entire hour? It always seems to, seems to happen. Mm-hmm. So, but I do get a little, a little nervous when, when we're, uh, when the director's saying, okay, we've got seven minutes, uh, before the end of the broadcast. And you're going, like, when I hear that, I just go, all right, Mike. Here we go. <laughs> Put on those shoes again. Um, you've touched on it a bit, uh, just mentioning some of the most unscripted uh, broadcasts that you've done. Um, do you have any, is there any particular broadcast that really stands out as the, um, that you maybe felt the most proud to be able to tap dance around not having a script or, or that you did feel the most um, apprehension or excitement or what really stands out in your mind as an unscripted broadcast that you had to kind of shepherd along? Well, it has to be the Stanley Cup. Yeah, diet. for sure. I mean, absolutely. We, it was, yeah, it was. We were new to the job, and there it was. I would say fairly unexpected. Yeah. Um, and and it was like no commercial breaks, no bathroom breaks, no scripts, nothing. And they just kept on saying, "We're staying on the air. We're staying on the air." And then our national. Uh, uh, news service, CTV News Channel, would, was picking us up, so people across the country were joining in, and they just said, we've got to keep going. And we've everybody going. was watching. Yeah. Everybody in this city was watching us. And we were lucky that night, from a technical perspective, because the network was setting up for a possible Stanley Cup parade, and we mm. had technology in place that allowed us, that allowed one of our reporters at the time, Rob Brown, to actually wander around the city with those, uh, with those folks with this piece of equipment that was able, he was able to go live with it. He's on Howe Street. Rob, uh, you're just following the crowd. What are you seeing? Uh, well, you know what? If Jazz, you pan over here, what you see is just every window pane you could imagine smashed or attempted to be smashed from here, heading south down towards that intersection of Robson and Howe. And we continue to hear glass smash behind me as, uh, as I said, that a, a bus window here. I think that that really helped us mm-hmm. to have that I think, resource. I think was, everybody yeah. that was involved with that broadcast would say the same thing. It was that was a big deal. Well, on a future podcast, we're going to talk to the producers about breaking news because I think that they have a very different perspective <laughs> because they're the ones um, trying to gather stuff and confirm mm-hmm. facts and all sorts of things to then feed to you to. Uh, you know, put out in a very polished manner, but for them, it's a very different animal. Yeah, mm-hmm. it does, it, and it doesn't work without them. And they shield us from a lot of the the debris and the, the mm-hmm. stuff that we don't need to know about it. And quite often during those uh, live broadcasts, there's actually only one, maybe two voices in, in our ears. And uh, our, our senior director, Charles Wright, I find him he's a calming influence because mm-hmm. he never gets except for ra- when he yells at you. <laughs> In it, your it, ear. It may happen every once in a while. But he's... <laughs> but, he's <laughs> but during breaking news, actually, Charles, out in the field, uh, his calming voice yes, has been, I've been a little and nervous. Right? And, and that's yeah. what you want as an anchor, I think. Yeah. I don't want to speak for you, but I mean, that that's what you no, need. No, you're right. You need that consistency, that calmness. And There's nothing worse than silence in your ear. <laughs> yeah. It is the worst, whether you're out in the field or sitting yeah. at this desk. When you have to look at the and camera and say, when, where are we going? Where when we going? you don't know what's happening and no one is talking to you, that's that's a scary thing. 
you know, I, I like the voice in my head saying, okay, we, we have to dance for about, you know, 60 seconds here. And then, you know, right. But if no one's saying anything, it's like, what am I doing? Am I, that's what happened during uh, our last one. It was you threw, you threw to Sarah McDonald's and they weren't ready for her. That's right. Because and, of but the technology we thought now, we that, could, can't yeah. do that that easily. That's right. My bad. My bad. I was like, it wasn't me. It was Mike. No. <laughs> exactly. Uh, well, I want to thank you both so much for being uh, my first guest on BTS with CTV. Uh, I can't wait to talk to you guys again on uh, some other topic. I'd love to hear from you. Sounds Anytime. good. Anytime. Thanks, Anytime. Penny. Thanks, Penny. Thanks for joining us on this edition of BTS with CTV. If you like what you heard, please subscribe to this podcast for more insights, tidbits, and the stories behind the stories. 